welcome back to the Promethean Perspective Advent Series. Thank you so much for continuing to join us as we are traveling throughout this beautiful Advent season of preparation and praying and watching and waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ who will be here before we know it. Advent is just absolutely rushing by, but I pray that you are having such a fruitful experience of just drawing closer to our Lord, drawing closer to our Lady, preparing a place for Him to be able to rest and to remain whenever the Christmas season does come. Today is the feast day of St. John of the Cross. He was a priest and was a doctor of the church and a wonderful example of what it looks like just to devote your time and your attention and your talents all to the Lord and surrender back what he has given to us, what the Lord has given to us. So today's readings take us through the book of Zephaniah. We, of course, have the Psalms and we are also reading um, from the Gospel of Matthew. So we have some beautiful love letters, if you will, or love letter in general from the Lord today, um, as we often do when we delve into scripture, that is the, the Lord's love letter to us. So it is a gift to be able to to really grasp and, and to reach into and to appreciate uh, what the Lord thinks of us, what the Lord desires of us, what the Lord offers to us. So let us begin today's readings for our continued admiration. So as I mentioned, today is the feast day of St. John of the Cross, who is a priest and the doctor of the church. So let us begin all things as we should in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. A first reading from the book of Zephaniah, chapter 1, verse 1 through 2 and 9 through 13. Thus says the Lord, woe to the city, rebellious and polluted, to the tyrannical city. She hears no voice, accepts no correction. In the Lord she is not trusted, in her God she is not drawn near. For then I will change and purify the lips of the peoples, that they may call upon the name of the Lord, to serve him with one accord from beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, and as far as the recesses of the north, they shall bring me offerings. On that day you need not be ashamed of all your deeds, your rebellious actions against me. For then will I remove from your midst the proud braggarts. You shall no longer exalt yourself on my holy mountain. But I will leave as a remnant in your midst a people humble and lowly, who shall take refuge in the name of the Lord the remnant of Israel. They shall do no wrong and speak no lies, nor shall they be found in their mouths a deceitful tongue. They pa shall pasture and couch their flocks with none to disturb them. A Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 34 The Lord hears the cry of the poor. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. Let the soul glory in the Lord, and the lowly will hear me and be glad. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. Look to him so that you may be radiant with joy, and your faces may not blush with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress, he saved them. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. The Lord confronts the evildoers to destroy remembrance of them from the earth. When the just cry out, the Lord hears them, and from all their distress, he rescues them. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And those who are crushed in spirit he saves. The Lord redeems the lives of his servants. No one incurs guilt who takes refuge in him. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. A Gospel reading according to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 28 through 32. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son replied, I will not. But afterwards, he changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. And he said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. 
And Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe them. So as I mentioned, today is the feast day of St. John of the Cross. He was a priest and doctor of the church, and our reflection is going to really be on uh, where Christ speaks to the tax collectors and, and express expresses to the chart to the chief elders that it says that the, the tax collectors and the prostitutes basically sinners are entering the kingdom of God before you when John came to you in the way of righteousness he's referring to John the Baptist um you did not believe him but tax collectors and and sinners and Protestants did so what Jesus the statement that Jesus is making to the elders and the chief priests is is rather bold <laughs> it's rather hard to believe you know we're, we're tax collectors and prostitutes people who are, are very you know we're all sinful of course but these individuals that have chosen a particularly sinful life you know are they actually entering the kingdom of god be- before you know religious leaders leaders that are supposed to be leading others to the kingdom of god so what jesus is saying here is that the holiness and the repentance of individuals such as tax collectors actually surpasses that of the religious leaders and it's particularly because those religious leaders have a pride that is very difficult for them to accept any words that, that Jesus speaks. They thought they think you know, they thought very, very highly of themselves. And they expect others to think highly of them also. And I think we all run into the same scenario of of pride in our daily lives. We tend to think a lot of ourselves and we permit others to think a lot of ourselves too. But the reality is, is that to receive our Lord and to become poor as he did, um, the, he, we have to pay attention to our Lord because he comes in poverty. And if we're going to receive our Lord in his poverty, then we ourselves have to be poor as well. So these, these chief elders were very, very prideful. They were convinced of their own self-righteousness. And it would have been impo- seem impossible to them that individuals such as tax collectors would have been able to enter the kingdom of God before them. But Jesus cuts through their pride. He cuts right through. I love the precision, the preciseness of what Jesus says and what he does. He cuts right through the pride of the chief elders. You know, it's funny. He asks them this question as if he doesn't already know the answer. And he cuts right through their pride and he says to them that the task collectors <laughs> are entering the kingdom of God before them. I mean, what what an absolute, you know, you know, a slap to their pride in many ways, this must have been. But it is it is a, a rather, you know, tough love in a sense that they needed for the good of their own souls. And so I think there's so many reflections that we can take from this passage, but one in particular that we can uh, ponder more easily and I think relate to more easily is that is that often we can relate to the prideful religious leaders of that time. Or we also have the opportunity to relate more to the tax collectors and the prostitutes who sought repentance and renewal and redemption and salvation. It may, it may be hard for us to admit which group we belong to, but just pray about it. Ask our Lord about it. Discern it. Trust me, he will reveal it to you. And, and perhaps the tendency is to always want to identify yourself as the good and the righteous without any ever admitting to any kind of a personal you know, weakness or sins or failings. But this is not a grouping that Christ gives us. This is not an option he gives us. So the truth is that we should see ourselves in the group of the sinners because we are sinners. We may not be guilty all of the same sin, but we are all guilty of sin. And if we do not admit that, then we do not admit the need for Christ. And if we do not admit the need for Christ, then what is even the purpose of us preparing a place for him, for him to come for Christmas? We have to come to terms with our own sinfulness, but not stay there. We have to recognize the need for Christ to enter into that and redeem us and heal us and reconcile us. So we are also struck, um, I think, in this passage by by the reality of our own pride and our own self-righteousness and our own self-reliance. So I encourage you very, very strongly to reflect today upon whom 
you more closely identify with? Do you identify as the sinners in need of mercy who pursue forgiveness and pursue eternal life? Or do you identify with the person, the good person who is, is set, who's good, who's kind of plateaued in life, if you will? So identify, pray for humility. I, uh, humility, humility, humility. You must pursue humility. You must see yourself as nothing for God to be able to show you how he sees you, okay? And only in the light of this truth will you find actual true freedom, and that freedom will print you to prepare an authentic, pure, holy dwelling place for our Lord to come and rest and remain. Let us pray, dear brothers and sisters. Christ, fill our hearts with humility, and in that humility, permit us to see ourselves as you see us. Permit us to see our sin, but do not permit us to see our sins as has the, the, the sentence, at, uh, the period at the end of a sentence. Permit us to see our sins as an opportunity for you to enter into our nothingness, to enter into our brokenness, to enter into our sinfulness, and give us forgiveness, give us reconciliation, give us eternal life. Help us to turn to you, wherever we may be in life, in, in whatever category we find ourselves. Permit us to turn to you so that we may experience joy and freedom, and that we may one day enter your eternal kingdom. We ask this through the intercession of St. John of the Cross, whose feast day is today. Um, through the intercession of Our Lady, a most pure temple of the Holy Trinity. And we ask all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God bless you, my dear brothers and sisters. Continue to fight the good fight for your sanctity. Continue to prepare a place in your hearts and your minds so that Christ may come and he may rest and remain and be with us now and always.